Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. Welcome back, and not your first time. If it is your first time, there's going to be some spoilers ahead. It's like, welcome here. Welcome here. Or whatever the proper grammatical way to say that is. <laughs> but before we get into our main topic of the day, I want to start us off with our coven corner, which I decided on. It's going to be, I don't know, I think it's a little different. And by the way, I forget. I'm here today with Miss Heather and Miss Yeah. Yeah. Can't. Uh, but going on. And you are? Such, I'm Miss Morgan. There we go. See, they don't know. They might be. Happy me. Tuesday. I... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday. That's what well, we, we are recording. Oh, and it's when it's going to go up. Oh, it's so cyclical. I love it. It's going to go up on a Tuesday. That's perfect. Sorry. We're a little. Yay, time. <laughs> time. It's an illusion, and so is death. Okay, continue. So I had this thought. Because I remembered something I had seen on our walk. I kind of have two short little coven corners. Um, so What's the question my, uh, first? Sorry. Yeah, I was getting to okay. that. <laughs> so the, the, the question I asked the girls were something that, um, you know, how your, your eyes and your mind can play tricks on you. And name one of those moments where your eyes or your brain deceived you and it scared the crap out of you. And so when I was a kid... I basically had insomnia, so I would just, like, stare at these fucking hideous porcelain dolls that, for some oh, reason, but... we had decorating my entire bedroom, <laughs> and I swear to God that they moved their heads to look at me. And of course, you blink and you rub your eyes, and, you know, they're in the same position they were before. Because they moved back. But, like, I swear. I swear they moved. But the one that really made me think of this was um, I had gone to see Annabelle Comes Home. And it's not too much of a spoiler in the movie because he's in the trailer and stuff like that. But they have, um, like, a new scary thing in there. And it's the ferryman that takes, like, um, down on the river, six yeah, ferryman that like, takes the coins. Not ferry, but, like, ferries and yeah. travel, yeah. And so you see him in the trailer and he's got coins where his eyes should be. It's really freaky. And they oh, don't, that's cool. They don't glow, but, you know, they use good lighting mm-hmm. to make the light reflect off it's the coins. a little coins. reflective, yeah. There is a sorority house down the road. <laughs> oh, with the lights? And we were walking at night, and we were coming up to it, and I swear to God, in the bushes, it looked like two bluish glowing coin eyes. Oh, I that's God. I stopped mid-walk, and I was just like... Oh, my God. I'm Scully about... is very terrified of your story right now. <laughs> but I was like, I'm about to be taken. Like, what the fuck? What the Sorry, she's, she's censoring me. People are coming home when we're recording this, and she hates it. It's hey. okay. It's good. Let's give it a second. I mean, Bentley hates it too, and stuff like that happens. I'm going to carry she's... treats with me because then she'll stop barking. <laughs> do what you need to do. But this, I mean, it was pitch black outside, and it literally it terrified me. And you know, when nothing moved after a minute, I was like. I started walking toward it, and there's this perfectly placed pot 
with perfectly placed greenery mm-hmm. where the rim of it perfectly reflects the light from yeah. like their security lights and it made two glowing dots and I was just like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> but like my eyes saw crouched face in the bushes yeah. glowing eyes yeah, that was freaky <laughs> yeah. too. and I had just seen that movie yeah so it was like fresh in your mind so freaky yeah definitely Scully does not like invisible monsters so that is my eyes slash brain playing tricks on me I dig it do you want to go next cat I can um, so yeah. I guess, you know, sort of, ah, sorry, Scully, it's like on me now. Great. Um, so I'd say that in general, if you think about it, my sleep paralysis stuff is probably that, but I was trying yeah. to think of like, um, other things that could be related to that. And my first thought was basically when I was a kid, I saw a lot of like people walking down hallways that weren't there. Um, and that like freaked me out because I remember being a kid and staring out my um, my door into my parents' hallway, you know, and seeing like almost transparent little figures going down the hallway. And it could have just been you know those eye floaters that happen. Oh. But I could oh. I could definitely remember just staring and then getting like sort of amorphous blobs that would like move down the hallway and that would be it. Um, so, like, there's that. Would they go away, or was it, was that, like, actual, like, ghosts, you know what I mean? Like, Like, it would, it would happen every so often, and I'd say they were eye floaters, because I was probably staring at a light or something. Um, but who knows? I thought it was really freaky, and then... I bet, I bet, I bet that would be freaky. Yeah. Does anybody else get an eye floater that's so distinct that you're like, that's it, I have a brain parasite. Swing through my eyeball, like you see in, like, some of the medical shows sometimes. Oh, where, no. like, the guy has a parasite, and he can literally see the worm, like, swim across his eye. Okay, I've never had that sort of thing, because I don't watch those shows. Which I is, do. I that think it's going out. to be, like, a theme for me when it comes to, like, scary things. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> well, for me, I know what that could be a symptom of, so anytime I see eye floaters, I'm like, ah, that's it. My retinal's detaching. I must go to UMC. Ooh, I will say the scariest. Else. It happens a lot for people who have really bad vision like us oh, and awesome. who stare at computers and papers oh, and awesome. not really well light. Yeah, awesome. my, my uh, eye doctor, like, warned me about it. But he did tell me UMC emergency room, really good at fixing that up. So if that happens, call me. Yeah, you see. I do know the one, I can remember the first, like, sleep paralysis but maybe not kind of moment that I had because I could swear that I was awake so it was one of those like I was staring at something before I passed out maybe and then Mm -hmm. I was asleep and dreamt some things or maybe it was the sleep paralysis moment I don't know I was very young I had to have been under 10 uh, because we were at a certain house and uh, so I was staring at this shadow in the corner that was kind of um, triangle shaped you know, like a sort of loose triangle-shaped shadow. And I was thinking, wow, that's kind of a very dark shadow. And I don't like that. You know? <laughs> and it was kind of freaking me out. But somewhere between me falling asleep and whatnot, I could have sworn I saw little arms and legs shoot out from it. So it was two legs and two oh. arms. And then I saw a smile cut across it. And it was like sharp, sharp teeth. And it got up and started waddling towards me. And then I like that was like the thing that like my eyes played a trick, my eyes and brain played a trick on me, 
And I was like, yeah. no, because <laughs> I couldn't move and I couldn't scream. And I remember being like, nope, nope, nope. Because <laughs> my dad had read me a story about this Caribbean like demon ghost thing called a guppy. And, Your dad is so mean. And it was He's shaped like the cause kinda of like, a lot of your night terrors. I know. It was kind of shaped like that on the back of the book, I remember. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, no, it's going to get me. And that was like a recurring nightmare for a little while. Mm, nope. That would freak me out, But, too. like, these like, little wiggly girl. arms just go out the, bot- uh, out the sides and then the legs go out the bottom, you know? No, no. That would freak me out. <laughs> it was just like, nope, <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, that I think that would, so I've always seen little things, but they're probably eye floaters. But that one specifically, I remember and thinking, nah. yeah, that's not an eye floater. That's something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, for me, I've kind of mentioned this here and there on the podcast, and probably to y'all because it's like really freaked me out. And I don't know what it is. It's not sleep paralysis because I can move. Um, but my insomnia the last year has gotten really, really really bad um to the point where I usually fall asleep somewhere between two and four which probably normal to insomnia but like um if I actually like try and get myself to go to sleep at 11 30 um for whatever reason if I actually can fall asleep I'll wake up about in between two and four with a horrific nightmare like oh, usually yeah. a chase a chase dream that gets my heart rate like I'm sweating my heart rate's up it, my legs feel like I've been running like the muscles are cramping and, um, and then I just can't go back to sleep. So like, I'd rather like go to sleep two to four, but either way, when, because the insomnia has been getting worse, I don't normally dream. I like, if I do, it's extremely vivid. Um, I've, I've had dreams where I've been stabbed and then the next day I feel in the place where I was stabbed in the dream is like really sore or painful. So I choose not to dream regardless if it's good or not, because I just don't want to chance it but like the last couple of months they've I've been getting more and more dreams and more and more things are happening um and I like not I don't care for it but the main thing for the I'm kind of building up to is uh it's been happening more and more um and I'm just gonna say I'm not actually afraid of spiders I usually let them live in my place as long as they agree to stay out of sight (laughs) like I actually have a conversation you can stay here rent free you can eat all the bugs you want I just don't want to see you. So I don't normally kill them. Um, I mean, black widows, anything poisonous, I'll try and get out, of course. But generally, they don't bother me. But um, I'll be, like, in bed. I'll be turning because my back hurts or whatever. And then all of a sudden, and I and I don't wear glasses when I sleep, and I'm really fucking blind. Like, I just see color. Um, and all of a sudden, I'll, I'll, I think that I see, like, hundreds and hundreds of spiders falling from the ceiling, like, on their webs, but really fast towards my face. And, like, I, I, like, obviously I'm, like, sort of awake, sort of whatever, because I'm turning to fix my back. But, like, I freak out, and I immediately, like, take – Bentley, stop looking at me. Mm-hmm. Bentley, stop. Um, I'll, like, take cover, and then I'll reach out with my hand, because I still can't see. I'm, like, do I feel spiders? Do I feel spiders? And then I have to find my glasses. I have to look at every inch of the room, turn on the lights. I'm, like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. Um, and then, of course, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's been happening so often. Like when I uh, have had like partners sleeping next to me, it like freaks them out because I'm just like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. Like I'm not even, I'm not even acknowledging the person next to me's existence. I'm just like, what the fuck, where is it? Like just like freaking out. And there's been mm-hmm. one time, one time where I saw snakes in the corner of the bed. Not really scared of snakes, nervous around snakes, but not really scared because I grew up sort of in the country. But 
Um, and I would just like, I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, what's wrong? I was like, and I just pointed. I didn't say anything. And then I went back to sleep. All right. And usually I don't, I don't, like the what the fuck is happening in my mind. I don't speak, which scares the person next to me even more. Because I'm just like, you can't see people, but I'm just like. Or a horror movie, Heather, I can imagine just her like sitting straight up. Yeah, and I can't, like, say anything or whatever. And it's, and it's not that I can't say anything. Because, again, this isn't sleep paralysis. Like, I, I can move. I can speak. But I'm just, like, trying to process what I just fucking saw, and I don't want to say anything. I'm just like, I'm thinking right now. Let me let me, let me, me be. But it's been happening a lot more often, and I don't know what it's connected to. I don't know what... Stress. Because I know it's... It's probably stress. But why spiders? <laughs> and and it's just interesting because, like I, like I said, I don't have sleep paralysis. I have really bad insomnia. That's been getting worse. My dreams are getting more intense, and I'm having them more frequently. It's like fuck's happening i don't want it we need to get you some sleep drugs see and i'm just not for sleep drugs no everybody I mean, teach their own listen it, trust me like, there's it no has judgment. helped it's well one it's of those, more i hate sleep drugs because in the morning i feel like i'm a zombie uh for like an hour and but i highly recommend like half a sleep drug <laughs> you know i mean i could just come hit you in the head really really hard but that will have lasting damage probably well see my mom is on non-addictive sleep medication but she's gone like one night without it and first of all she can't sleep that's she has sleeping issues but then she has like a horrible headache so it's like it's they say non-addictive but they are and my body i don't know what it is it's not it's not necessarily that i have a fast metabolism but for some reason with medication it it gets used to it really, really fast. Like, Morgan just handed over... Um, They're like melatonin Z- gummies. Z-Quil, the brand, like Vicks, you know, um, gummies. And the thing is, is, like, I have tried Z-Quil, like, liquid form or um, NyQuil, especially, like, when you're sick. It works one night, and then I have to be off of it for a full week for it to work again. See, with that, because... it makes me hallucinate. I hallucinate like crazy when I take NyQuil or Z-Quil. Like, it's bad. Crazy. Uh, Maybe <laughs> you need to take it and, like tell yourself it's going to work and trick your body into a placebo effect. <laughs> I've also tried that. Well, cause, The one that like, works even... for me that's not a drug uh, is ha- forcing myself to stay completely still for 20 minutes. So when I do that and fall asleep at 1130, that's when I get the chase dreams. Yeah, see, the thing is you are I don't, going to go I don't to sleep want... and you are going to dream, but you're going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I would rather fall asleep at 4 in the morning then fall asleep early and have a fucking chase dream because that ruins my whole fucking day. Like, it's... it's. Have you ever done, like... I haven't done sleep studies. Um, I should. I highly, That's on. also a highly recommended sleep study thing because, you know, they tell me things like, you know, it's really great. You, like, punch. And I'm like, great. Uh, I'll <laughs> like warn soothing people. soothing sounds, soothing music. I used to do soothing music um, and sounds. ASMR. But... <laughs> But the problem with that, <laughs> asthma. The problem with that became when I would go on long drives. Any music would put you to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's like rock or whatever, it's the idea of this like sound. It's a, yeah, it's a connection. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. There's a lot of things I can't like. I used to read, trying to like relax my brain, but then I read for my career, so I start falling asleep at my desk, and so it's just I have to be really careful about what I do. And coffee's a friend. Um, but I really like the spider thing to just, like, fucking stop. Yeah. Yes. Pretty freaky. That would be useful. It's like, yeah, just. All right. So our, our brains and our eyeballs are just terrible, terrible pieces of our bodies. <laughs> uh, I mean, all right. I'll keep my vision on you. So our main topic of the day 
But I also kind of have that too at night because I don't obviously I don't sleep with my glasses on. When I open my eyes in full dark, I see black spots, yeah. which I'm like, it's total dark. How can I see black spots? But it's part of the not being able to see the blurry vision sort of thing. It probably is black spots, and my my brain's telling me it's spiders. Probably. Yeah, like finding a pattern. It's or whatever, it's like so. me seeing that triangle in my corner and being like, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but going on to our main topic of the day, I was sort of inspired because. Spoiler alerts ahead. Our topic of the day is woman versus wild and nature. And I wanted to just talk about some of the movies we like that has sort of like people pitted against animals slash predators. Um, not Predator the Alien. Not Predator the Alien, although that, that would also still that be terrifying. That was my option at first, and then I was like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> But I really, I wanted to do things that, you know, occurred in our nature because I went to go see Crawl. It actually looks good. I loved it. But I like movies like that. And it was intense and it was scary. And I was going to kind of pick Crawl as my movie to talk about. But honestly, I still think my other actual pick scares me more. But just like a brief comparison. So Crawl is about alligators. And they weren't super-sized. They were large. They were probably bigger than normal alligators tend to get. But um, there was nothing supernatural. There was nothing chemically enhanced. It was yeah. just hurricane, gators getting in. Yeah. And so I, I liked it. Which is more, it's like, totally more realistic. Like, like, yeah, it could, could happen in my neighborhood, you know? So. And so what was so scary about the alligators is the fact that it... They, like, really showed them attacking people, and it takes a long time because they have blunt teeth. And so the, they get that chomping – well, okay, their bite force is super freaking strong, but the – you know, they can't just bite through your arm. That's why they have that death roll motion that they do because they, they rip and they tear. And this one guy got pulled into the water, and it took a long-ass time for him to die. And I was like, oh, my God. God, it's this has been going on for five minutes. Oh, God. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, so it was terrifying. But as terrifying as that was, for some reason, sharks still trump alligators for me. And I'm not really sure if it's just because of the shark or because of the ocean aspect. I think it's a little bit of both because you just, you don't want to be in the ocean at all. Not just because nope. of sharks, but all creatures. All the things that can eat But you. also the ocean. Because of me. Because of cats, specifically cats. <laughs> so vast. It's so big strong. and it's really deep. Like when, in these movies, like they can drag you to the bottom and you'll drown before they kill you. You know what I mean? Like that, I think that's why it's more terrifying. And so while Crawl was scary, um, they lived at the end. Uh, you know, it's like alligators are pretty slow on land. I mean, they have bursts of speed, but you you could get away from an alligator on land. <laughs> you don't zigzag. You just run I straight and you try to run up. To. Okay. Like get into a tree or something. Good to know. Um, yeah. They're like, don't fucking zigzag. Just run. <laughs> Where did we learn that? Who taught us that? I don't know. I, a know. zigzag is for bullets, um, not for anything <laughs> else. <laughs> I just think of Archer, Serpentine Babu, Serpentine! So, going with that, for some reason, I feel like, not in the water, I don't feel like I have the moves in the water, but if an alligator tried to get me on land, I feel like my cat-like reflexes would help me, and I could just, like, shock bounce away from it and be okay. I know that's probably not reasonable at all, but for some reason, there's something in my brain and my body that tells me I could survive an alligator attack. Meanwhile, I do not there's... think I could 
I've been, hmm? meanwhile, I've been kind of half thinking, you know, there's a lot of open water swims and marshes. And it would be really cool to be able to train to do an open water swim in like a swamp or a marsh here. No, no, it would not. <laughs> you, you do you, cat. I think, in the, like, I think adrenaline, just sheer willpower, and like our female rage that we suppress every day is what would probably get us through an attack. We would probably be very traumatized afterwards, but in the moment, getting past the alligator, I think there's a chance. I'm not going to yes. I don't. I don't want to go up against alligator. I don't want to test no. theory, and but theoretically. And if I was near a body of water where they were like, hey, warning alligators, I'm not going to sit on the shore. Um, but to, to, that was just my quick thing, though. That Little opener. Crawl was the inspiration for my choices, um, but I ultimately landed on the movie 47 meters down. Which I want to see and I haven't seen yet. Oh my god, it's so good. I, I think know. I already ruined it for you. you well, I asked you. Like, yeah, she didn't I purposely was... <laughs> do it. I was like, hey, tell me how it ends. I was like, it's a twist. You care? Okay. I need mental preparation if I'm going to cry. And so you don't have to tell me what happens. I just need to know general things. I don't think you would cry. Well, that's why I asked you. But it that, definitely that's what led to the conversation. leaves you just like, oh. Devastated. What the? So there are, she already said it, I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again, spoilers. Yes, so 47 meters down, a quick premise is that these two sisters, I don't even know, remember where they are, like Mexico or somewhere, but they go on a boat with these randos, which is already, like, not a properly licensed tourist attraction for shark diving, they just go with these random weirdos that have a boat, and it's like, guys, I know they're hot, but come on, check so your So clearly, systems. they did not book with my travel agency. No, it's like, you know, you want to go with someone certified. And they didn't even, like, check that the girls were certified scuba divers. They were like, you're certified, yeah? And they were like, ha, 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 yeah, ha, ha, ha. Okay, cool, get on the scuba gear. So, like, red flags everywhere. But everything's, everything is going fine, and they're out, and they get in the cage, and it's all cool, and they're, you know, fucking chumming the water. Yeah. Which I think is illegal in some places now. It's illegal in Australia. Oh, I didn't know that. But the um, chain that is the winch and the chain that's lowering down the cage, yeah. the chain fucking breaks. And so, of course, their cage starts plummeting. And can you guess? 47 meters down. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Surprise. And, <laughs> and so the first terror fill thing is the fact that they are trapped in a cage because... Um, they, they're sharks they're sharks <laughs> everywhere you know so they don't want to just get out and swim and they're running out of air so like drowning is a big thing for me it, even if you've never like almost like you know like spit up water almost drowned even if you've just been like my brother held me down under the water a little bit too long and i get panic filled yeah. i start acting like a and it's drowning painful. cat in a pillowcase it's so yeah. painful i had a kid sit on me in the deep end of the pool when i was a kid it's terrifying. I also had someone pull me under and thought it was funny, like to. So you're a flute player. You can you can hold your breath. That's, that's not the same thing. So yeah. So drowning is definitely one up there on my terrifying things. So yeah. that the fact that they're in like the middle of the freaking ocean, and while this is not normal behavior for a shark, they I mean they're predatory, but they probably wouldn't stick with these two divers like they do in the movie. But that wouldn't gone. be so compelling. They'd yeah. be like, they, listen, the, it's got a crunchy outer shell we cannot get through. Honestly, the sound of the cage hitting the bottom of the flo ocean floor and the rocks would probably, like, that sound would probably scare them off. Yeah, they'd scare probably, goodbye. Stuff, yeah. Okay, goodbye. And they might come back to investigate, but, but after, a while. after, like, 
bumping into the cage or something like that, they would probably just leave. Yeah, like, honestly. honestly. Sharks don't purposefully hunt people. That doesn't change my mind that sharks are terrifying and that I believe that they would purposely hunt me. They're curious so, little boops. In their but, own home. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes, yeah, they are in their own home, which is why I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> I, small PSA, I totally believe in the conservation of sharks and I care about sharks and sharks are fascinating. I just don't want to be in the water with and them. And you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. So they've got the little radios and their scuba gear, so they're talking. But, of course, they don't have signal all the way down at the bottom. So, like, the older sister, younger, the younger sister, who's, like, the adventurous one, she gets out of the top of the cage and starts swimming up. And, of course, she gets attacked by the goddamn shark. Yep. And I'm not really remembering everything that happened in that series of events of how she got away from it. But it just all ensues in this terrifying, like race to get back into the cage what are we gonna do about oxygen oh i contacted them and they're gonna like send down another cage and they get in or they they send down another chain to go onto the winch and they get it and they're going up and it's great and the winch freaking tears off the side of the boat and it's just like every panic cell thing in my brain and it's just firing because it's like Again, series of unfortunate events. This is my life. I can't ever go on a boat again. <laughs> this is gonna goddamn sink. Um, and a diver comes down to get them, and he gets eaten by the shark. And they're trying to make contact with people, and it's like they're they're like swimming. Fucking Manny Moore is like crawling along the rocks on the bottom, and the shark is like above her, and it's just it's just all so freaky. <laughs> and they finally send down oxygen, and one of the sisters goes out to get it, and she gets taken by the shark, and it's like, oh god, that's it, little sis is dead. And Manny Moore manages to get the oxygen, and it's all whoop de whoop de doo, and suddenly intercom comes on, little sister's alive, she's hiding from the shark. Oh my god, little sister, do do do. Anyways. They get flares, and they start going up, and, you know, they put out an underwater flare, and they're just, like, surrounded by sh- great white sharks. First of all, great white sharks don't hunt in packs like that, so yeah. that's that. Um, <laughs> but they're just, like, surrounded by sharks, and, you know, it's one of those moments where it's, like, light the flare, and the shark was, like, coming right at her, and the flare lights, and it's, like, half a second turn away. Yeah. I'm, like... So we have drowning in the ocean, sharks, total darkness flashing lights and like they they're getting in they're making it into the boat and they're pulling them up and Mandy Moore is about to get pulled up and the great white fucking breaches and just takes her leg and takes her down and I'm just like hyperventilating at this point because uh-huh. it's a mad dash to the surface but also not a mad dash to the surface because they have to fucking wait at a certain depth so they don't get the bends I'm like just give me a brain aneurysm at this point I don't care <laughs> But you don't have to wait to avoid the bends. You just have to go up slower than the bubbles. Well, they um, oh, okay. they weren't. Well, obviously they can't go up slower than the bubbles because they're trying to get out of the water. Yeah. So like he's like, hey, you need to stop here and like acclimate, I guess, because you've been moving too fast. So then they they do have to wait at a certain uh, depth. Okay, so it's not just the clearly to avoid bends, we must stay here. You know? <laughs> yeah, because it, it's okay. like, we've got to swim. And he's like, you now have to wait. And then it's like, all right, go now, 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 now. Yeah. And I'm like, and so there's no way you can outswim a freaking shark. It's a top predator. It lives in the ocean. It's been around for millions of years. 
It's like all my reasons why this is just the scariest movie like and I rewatched this movie even knowing all the twists twists and turns in it I rewatched this movie and like hyperventilate on my couch in the total safety of the arid dry plains of Texas <laughs> I just want someone to describe me like Morgan describes sharks she lives <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> she was you can escape her <laughs> Oh, we are totally making bios like that. So, through all of this, and like, even after the shark pulls her down, she comes back up, and they get her on the boat, and you think that they're gonna live. And then, there's a whole nother layer of fuckery, where she has been hallucinating from, uh, not oxygen deprivation, but it's something that happens when they change the tanks, and it's like, you get like, nitrogen or CO2 poisoning or something like that in your air, and it makes you hallucinate mm-hmm. so she's been like hallucinating the whole thing her sister is dead the coast guard is coming up to rescue her but her sister did Aww. they didn't make it to the boat i yeah. think the, the coast guard rescues her but it's like she's just sitting the movie ends with like her sitting down at the bottom of the ocean like ha, 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 we made it ha. and i'm like oh my god oh my brain right now the hallucinations i'm like all of that stuff just messes with my mind and it scares me it scares me sharks scare me water scares me i mean water doesn't scare me but like being in the water kind of scares me the ocean scares me hallucinating so bad that i'm tripping balls at the bottom of the fucking ocean scares me i get it (sighs) so wait 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 did she end up on the on the Coast Guard's boat, or was she at the bottom hallucinating? She was still in the cage in the bottom of the ocean hallucinating. That's how it ended. But I think the Coast Guard was coming to get her for real. But they don't show her being rescued. No. I, they, oh, they do. They do. They show her being rescued by the Coast Guard. See, because that's what would freak me out. It, like, ending the movie with her still in the bottom of the water, like, and you just realize that she was, was like... Was that- I think it ends with, like, the Coast Guard scuba divers, like, coming toward the tank. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, and that's why she said we made it, or because the cage. she's seeing them. Oh, okay. No, it's because she's hallucinating that moment where they're both on the oh. boats after the shark tried to attack them again. Seen it. Yeah, that, that's, and cinematically, that would freak me out. And so, while Crawl did have some scary bits, it just didn't leave me with that heart-racing yeah. dread, that oh, 47 yeah. meters down. And uh, The Shallows, that's a good shark movie, too. I have not seen that one. With, oh, like Lively. Yes. She's gorgeous in it. She's a good job in it. And, of course, always the man triumphs over nature. It's pretty unrealistic. Like, <laughs> As we on. just talked about how we're going to defeat you, an alligator. You are not going to kill a shark while you are underwater mm. in the ocean. Mm. Let's just get that straight right now. That's just not going to happen. You're not going to kill it. You might be able to get away from it if you hit it in the gills or in the eye. Mm-hmm. But, like, your likelihood, if you were in the middle of the ocean, you're not getting away from it. You're getting eaten. If you're near the shore, you maybe have a shot of getting back to the beach. But not without possibly losing a limb. Like, let's just be real here. Sharks are curious. And Kat and I have discussed this because she's like, they, they don't want to eat you. They just want to see what you are. And I'm like, but Kat, their little experimental, what is this, Nip, will take my fucking arm off. <laughs> Same, though. <laughs> My little twiggy arm will not survive a shark's... What is that? Yeah, their little boops aren't like our boops. It's a little different. <laughs> They're cute little boop monsters. And so... Oh, man. I know I wouldn't because it's, it's dumb, and you're right. We shouldn't interact with things that don't know us. But it would be kind of cute to boop a shark nose. Oh, I just want to hug it. 
Yeah, cat. We're putting a leash on you when we're in the ocean. A long leash, but a leash nonetheless. You can hold that leash. She's pulling me under when the shark gets No, yeah, gets she's going to take me under. I'm, I'm letting go. Well, and so, you know, I could sharks... probably just swim you guys into the ocean at that point if you have me on a leash. This is why we're going to have to let go, yeah. yeah. It was a bad I... idea. I will hit you before you drag me into the ocean. I, I will drown you in the sand. If okay? you're like a shark and we hit you in the nose, does that make you go away? Where are your gills? How do we, how do we punch? Like, I love you, cat, and you're one of my best friends, but if you ever tried to forcibly drag me into the ocean, I would, no joke, punch you in the fucking face. Oh, yeah. The same thing as if I tried to push you into some cacti. Like, it's a thing. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on cactus. That was one Evil, of the first times fuckers. I ever saw her a little bit nervous around me was we were in a botanical gardens, and there was some, like, in Atlanta. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Technical dif- difficulties. Anyway, okay, okay. what I was saying was I think the first time I ever saw Morgan like a little bit nervous around me because she wasn't sure if I was going to do something or not was we were walking through the botanical gardens on our first spring break together and there were some cacti and I said something about like falling into them and she was like no about how she fell into some cacti when she was a kid or someone pushed her into it and it was just I like maintain that my brother pushed me. Yeah, but you fell, but your brother pushed you. I think was the theme. Face um, first. Yeah, and she was like, "I would t- leave you. I would leave you right here." And, you know? and I was like, cool, "Here's cool, the thing. Cool, cool. Cat likes to mess with people, but she actually respects boundaries. Oh no, so I'm like, very sweet. Yeah, she would. She'll <laughs> grab my leg watching a horror movie, but she won't drag me under the water. No, because I, I know that you're I, not comfortable with that. <laughs> If you were, yeah. like, a swimmer that I knew I could do that to, hell yeah, I'm going to drag you under. I'll never, like, it's even like if I get to us. that level, I'm never going to tell you I'm, a, I'm not good of a swimmer. <laughs> yeah. I used to do it all the time to other swim team members. It was, like, a thing. Good for y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, the the whole theme of, of me choosing this topic of man versus nature is that, um, you know, nature you be scary yeah i wanted to know what kind of real life predators freaked you guys out so i'm gonna go next because it's also shark related now here's the thing yeah i know these movies but i actually haven't watched a lot of these movies and i think that it's, it's not that i'm 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 not scared but I'm, I, I also know, like, I was like, oh, these are fake movies. So I can actually disassociate That's myself. I, I also wanted to know, like, the reasons why it yeah. freaks you. So um, I chose... Oh, God, hold on. We're getting deep. What? I said, we're getting deep here. I want to know your inner fears. But um, for, for the most part, movies and stuff that I choose to watch, um, I know aren't real in the sense that I can go and either have a good time, I can be scared, but I still know it's not real... Because anything that's too real freaks me the fuck out. Like, I haven't seen any of the Purge movies because I think it's too close to home. My movie was, it totally could happen. It's totally real. 40, the... 47 years. No, and Crawl. Those are, like, legit things. Yeah. There's probably a reason I haven't seen them yet. I'm getting better because I actually like, you know, I like real messages. Just not necessarily delivered super directly, like, this isn't your society kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I haven't really seen, and I, I didn't necessarily want to pick a shark one because you were. So I was like, "What else is there?" And I was like, "Uh, anaconda," but I don't really want to do that one. Um, I, I just, I just wasn't. Like, so what I ended up doing is I picked Deep Blue Sea, 
which came out in 1999. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, and the reason I chose it is not, not necessarily because it scares me, but it was like when you when you brought up this topic, it really was the first one. I couldn't remember the title. I literally had to write Shark Experimental Movie 90s <laughs> because I could not remember the title. And um, so Deep Blue Sea. And uh, it's the most memorable. I think because I watched it because it was on TV all the time when I was little. And it's like impressionable years and stuff like that. And I remember most of it because I haven't seen it in a really long time because I don't have cable anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of there like if I'm like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch shark movie it's that or the Meg because the Meg was really good and I was mm-hmm. thinking about doing that but I thought it'd be cool to maybe go a little old school since you have something like that's you know kind of just came out um so basically in this movie baby it's hold okay on. Bentley's being a protector it's a dog episode <laughs> it is yeah I'm glad my cats aren't here I don't know what they would do um <laughs> it wouldn't be good anyways so the the, ba- the basic idea is that um there's this rich businessman who I think is actually Samuel L. Jackson. I kept I, I kept skipping this because they kept saying Samuel L. Jackson was in it. I was like, he's not in it. I don't remember him. But then I saw the all the other cast members. I was like, oh, maybe he is. But maybe he only has like a two-minute – he has a longer role than that. But anyways, he's this like huge millionaire, whatever. He, he puts $200 million into a special project to fight uh, Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. And the female scientist – that's probably another reason why maybe it stuck with me because, like, you know, first time I, at that at my age, really saw that. But anyways, um, her dad died of Alzheimer's, so she's uh, experimenting on sharks. That's also another reason why I picked it because it's like it's not to me. It's like it's oh, not this uh, natural deadly predator. It's like they do something to it that makes it. Oh. Because the thing is, like, mm. I grew up. I grew up um, every summer. I'd go to Corpus where my family was, and I'd volunteer at the Texas. Uh, not tech because that's Lubbock, Texas State Aquarium. So I like for the longest time I wouldn't eat fish because I knew what they looked like. I I would interact with them. I would tell people about them. I touch. I've touched sharks. I've touched. So like sharks aren't bad to me, and I get really upset when people legit not not movie based or not joking, but like legit want to kill sharks or take their fins or kill stingrays because they think they're doing the world a favor, and I get like really upset about it. So this I think also I'm drawn to it because. It's actually not really the shark's fault. Yeah. Baby. It's okay. No. But uh, according to this movie, I don't know how legit science this is. Um, (laughs) Baby. Sharks' brains decay at a slower rate than humans. So um, they're thinking that they can experiment to see what they need to do to prevent Alzheimer's disease. Um, I'm, I'm trying to cut through the thing. There's a bunch of people there. I think she's the only female, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But they have, like, you know, professional, like, marine biologists who can, like, fight the sharks. But really, like, you're supposed to take care of the sharks. And then they're... Is it, like, Ice Cube the chef or something? Yes. I think think that's his name. Ice Cube the chef. Um, And honestly, he's he's one of the only people... There's two people that survive out of all of us. Um, And it's... Of course, now... Yeah. Well, we already knew spoilers. Um, But... The chef is one of them, and he actually, like, blows up one of the sharks. So there's three sharks. He blows one of them up in his own kitchen. So, basically, um, one of the sharks escapes uh, Aquatica, which is, like, the research facility in the middle of fucking nowhere, and um, attacks, like, a couple on a boat, as typical shark movies <laughs> open with. Um, and so the investor is super pissed 
because um, apparently like not a lot of people know about this and so they've got to like bring it back so the doctor has 48 hours to finish her research not fda approved right um she has 48 hours to finish her research but the weekend or the it's just the weekend crew which is a very very small crew all the weekday people had already left and so you have the small people there's like her there's another doctor there's the really hunky guy who's like we shouldn't be messing with sharks um who ends up having to fight all the sharks and then there's the chef, and then Samuel L. Jackson, who I think is the investor, like comes and he's like, "Okay, what have you been doing with my money?" Oh my God, he is in that movie. Now yeah. I remember the scene yeah. where he's in. Yeah. Um, so she has this experimental thing where she makes the sharks' brains bigger. But and of course, with that mentality of like bigger brain means more intelligence, that concept, the sharks become like horrifically intelligent, um, and she does it to all of them. And like, there's no she she had to speed up her research. Like, there's no like she doesn't make sure there's not proper protocols mm-hmm. anyways so the shark and and in, in, in the end all the sharks want to do is get out of the fucking cage they're tired of being imprisoned like that's how most beings are they don't want to be cooked up there so she realizes this oh and yes uh, it's a she the one who leads everything the, sh- the female shark or whatever and there's two other ones i don't remember their genders um but they start trying to like break out and so at, right after they perform the surgery while they're still supposed to be under uh anesthesia anesthesia um, she fucking, like, rips the doc, not the female, like, the other doctor's, like, arm off, starts, and just kills him, like, eats him, and they're like, what happened? And so she's trying to, like, break the glass, like, you'll be seeing her, and she just, like, comes straight at it, like, most typical shark movies again. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, like, it's, it's, it looks kind of like an oil refinery, the way it's built, um, where it goes, you know, like, you're, there's an above water portion, and then there's an underwater portion, and the inside part. So it starts flooding, and all they're trying to do is fucking get out. Um, chef kills one of the, one of the, I'm going really fast. I mean, I haven't really seen this in a while. I had, like, read a pretty good synopsis, so I could, like, tell you all the truth. But, uh, um, sorry, give me two seconds. Okay, uh, chef kills one of the sharks. Um, the whole place is flooding again. They're trying to get out. Um... I think, oh, oh, the doctor, like, they're flooding, they're trying to get out. Um, the only way to open the, the top door is to go through the lab. So, like, she had, the, the doctor, the female doctor has, like, the main female doctor has to go and swim into the lab. And she's also trying to save her research at the same time. Of course, she's the scientist. Scientists are always like, my research, wants, you know, want to die with it. I do sort of understand, but at the same time. Sharks? Like where's your where's your like human instinct to survive? Um, anyways, but also so, if my which, dissertation was in a fire. See, and I'm about to start my dissertation, so I'm kind of like, what would I do? Remote I, backup. Reality. Um, yeah, yeah that's this why is also we have like, remote backup. Well, this is like the '90s too, so you got you got to think that they only she only apparently has written one. Like, there's like not everything's saved on the computer, and she couldn't put up no it to floppy one disks, gas. <laughs> no one drive, you know, it's just whatever. Anyways, but in the process of trying to find a research. She has to kill one of the sharks and then ends up losing her research. So it's like a whole, I killed one of my babies, but also my, you know, I can't replicate this crap. Um, they all, she, the hunky guy, I told you so guy, and then the chef um, make it up. I think the chef has been bitten, but he's alive. They make it up to the top and they see that the last shark, the one who started it all, um, is just trying to break through the barriers to go out to sea. That's all it wants to do. But if it, they're also like, if it mates, then we have all, you know, we'll have a whole new intelligent species or whatever. So the female doctor sacrifices herself 
cuts herself open and then dives into the water to distract her um, and gets eaten. And I feel like, that de- I, if I remember correctly, they didn't really work. Oh, like Super Point Lash. Um, well, and so the guy, uh, yeah, it didn't really work. Like, it didn't stop him. So the hunky guy tries to jump in and, like, kill the shark. And the chef's, like, harpooning it, um, trying to get it to go. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining this is, like, a cartoon of stick figures, and it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 really, now that I think about it, because it's the 90s, it's like, oh, wait, a lot of this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but considering its age, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't bad. I still would watch it, because, like, there's, like, nostalgia there. But anyway, so uh, he har- chef harpoons the shark. But in doing so, also gets the hunky guy's leg, and you think, and, and the shark drags him underwater, and so you think that the hunky guy's dead. And he's like, oh, it's too late. And then there's some kind of explosion. Maybe the hunky guy was trying to put the explosion on the guy. Shark, and it explodes in the most like glorious action movie, gory way of just like shark chunks flying out of the water. And then um, the hunky guy, you know, injured swims back up and the chef helps him up and in in the sunrise they see the week crew coming for their mm-hmm. like Monday morning shift and that's just how it ends now so I've kind of explained like already why I like it I just like the idea that don't and, and also it still wasn't like it's not a bad shark it wasn't attacking to eat it literally just wanted to go out into its home and it it knew how to do that once its brain became bigger and that it's one of those things, like, it's still not, like, a bad creature or evil creature. It just wants to fucking be free. And they fucking experimented on it, so it's not... It's just, I don't know. It's really nostalgic for me, too. Just, uh... One of the first ones that I could think of. Um, yeah. And I like I to... Im- a- Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was go gonna ahead, say, go I like to imagine the end scene of everyone coming in is a bit like, uh, Donald Glover walking in with the pizza where, like, the room's on fire. That fantastic. <laughs> Like walking in, hey, it's Monday. Oh my god! Yeah, like that's that's pretty much. I mean, they made it much more like and it somber hits, than that, but yeah. Your yours hits all those points of being in the fucking open ocean yeah. with a predator. And I don't know about you, if this is something that bothers you, but when I'm in the water, I don't, I don't have good control over my body movements. Like on land, I'm a dancer. I've got pretty good muscle yeah. control of what I am doing, but in the water. I'm, I'm like a fish on land, but in the water. <laughs> so, I think if it we're going, like, skill-wise, it's going to be Kat's the best, because she was, like, a legit swimmer, co- competitive, competitive swimmer, lifeguard. And I'm a mermaid. And, and a she's mermaid. a mermaid, obviously. And then it goes to me, um, because I learned how to swim really, really late in life, so there's a lot of things you learn as a little kid that I don't quite do or get quite right. And it's been a while since I've been swimming, so I'd have to relearn everything, I have to practice. But I'm I, I'm actually like pretty flexible in water. And I don't mean like yoga, but just like I can go with the tide, I can go with the wind, it's like whatever. I don't like being pulled under. Um, but also because I worked at the aquarium and then, or volunteered at the aquarium, and then I was always at the beach. Like, I, even before I knew how to swim correctly, I would go as far out as I could. Um, even like just to like float a little bit. Um, I love being in the water and like I knew the stingray shuffle so that I didn't accidentally step on a stingray. Uh, fish swimming between my legs don't bother me. Um, I usually how far I would go out, sharks aren't there. And if they are, it's because they got stuck on the sandbar and I'll probably see them. The only time I run out of the ocean is when I can see a blue purple thing above the water, which is a Portuguese man of war. Their tentacles are venomous and you don't know how long they are. I was going to say they're really long, aren't they? They can grow up to 60 feet. 
And yeah. you can't so tell you by the size. Those. You want to avoid those because they will they can actually kill. That's how ven- venomous are. And you can't tell the size of them based on the ty- their, their head. So you just you see it, you run out. Other jellyfish don't really bother me. It's fine. Especially oh, if yeah. it's a little cabbage head. They're, they don't, they're going to hurt you. Yeah, I have so like I little scars a... from the slightly larger ones, but they're it's like a bee sting. Yeah, and there's like um little tiny ones. <laughs> you know, I'm allergic to bee stings, okay? Yeah, so okay, it's like, like a bee sting might, when you're not allergic. You might be to allergic. It. <laughs> um, but there's also, you know, and like and I'm kind of used to the little stings because in seaweed season, they're all like the tiny ones are kind of wrapped up oh, in yeah. the seaweed. So the seaweed brushes your skin and you get a little a little <laughs> sensation. That's how I feel about leeches. Because I used to swim in tanks. Yeah, they're designed to not hurt. We pulled up a whole bushel full of like. So that's right. I'm like, it's ew, not seaweed. <laughs> so it'd be like it'd be like algae from the bottom oh, of yeah, the tank. Oh yeah, yeah. We're like, oh cool, and these little white things. We're like, oh my god, they're baby leeches. Didn't bother us. See, that's where I'm like, ooh, but not actually ooh, but like, ugh. um. So I actually don't mind being in the ocean. You know what's funny? I would rather be in the water. Then be on a boat. I freak out when I'm on a boat because I'm not in control. The boat could tip over. And then you'd already be in the water. I might as well be in the water. I'm totally fine with boats. I hate boats. And so, like, well, I don't hate boats. It just, it takes me a while to get adjusted. Um, Because I'm just not in control. Uh, That's just kind of how it is. But in this situation, they have, like, this underwater, overwater, like, marine lab shit. And and it looks like an old refinery to me. That's why I keep calling it that. Mm -hmm. Um, That would freak me out, too. Like, I'm underwater, but I'm in a building... That could easily, under pressure or what anything, trap just you, trap me, and collapse, and that freaks you out more than just being out in the open water. See, I think I agree with the whole trapped underwater in like a, like a building kind of that bothers me. Um, but like a hotel. Oh yeah, like an underwater hotel would bother me because there's, you know, it's one of those. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I'm like, no. Because what if I'm sleeping in it first? There's no preparation then. You no, know. I, I actually kind of agree with that. Like. I love the idea of an underwater hotel. Like, that'd be so cool. But, like, yeah, what if in the middle of the night, that's when the Meg, the experimented shark, like, fucking, like, hey, yeah. do you want some water? Let me give you some water. And but, opens the fuck. I just can't do it. See, I guess that wouldn't but bother like, me. I have faith in uh, progress and technology. I've seen the glass. I've met Technically, engineers. They can't. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know. Um, and it's prob- it probably is, like, an irrational thing, but it's like, you know what? Mm. Why chance it? I'll yeah. just go stay in an igloo and watch Aurora Borealis. But when uh, the Lost City of Atlanta from Futurama becomes a thing, I'll be ready. Hail Atlanta. Hail Atlanta. Yeah. Honestly, uh, when I was trying to binge Futurama for the Futurama trivia, that episode came up and I was like, cat. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we are hitting uh, our 50-minute mark here. Yeah, so sorry, let's we move get into on. it. I, well, I took a lot of time, too, so let's go ahead and let's move on to Cat. Well, mine's real short, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> because, honestly, uh, in so I will preface it by this is also a book. It's probably a book that you have read in high school, because I sure had to. It's called The Most Dangerous Game. And the- actually, when you're done, I've got a little tidbit about this that I did in, in high school, but I want you to go first. Okay. Well, um, the most dangerous game is a um, was also published as the Hounds of Zaroff, which is fantastic. The Hounds of Zaroff. Um, so it's a short story uh, because basically, uh, oh, are we okay? 
Yeah, we're okay. Okay. Oh, you must be you must be hearing the dog. I can hear outside. She's yeah. Nuts. Um, that dog out there. So there's quite a few adaptations of this, but the one that I saw first is the 1932 version of it. So you Jesus. said 90s was old. <laughs> I have hey, a 90s. 19- like, yeah. Yeah. We're good. I like my old movies, and so um, it was released in like September. Uh, 1932 in the USA. So the most dangerous game synopsis is that, um, so there's this luxury cabin cruiser and it's on this journey with this man named Bob and he uh, goes on this wonderful cruise and then it crashes on a reef, which is really bad for the reef. And he finds himself washed ashore in perfectly pressed khaki pants and a slightly must shirt on a remote island. He then finds, like, he goes in this island, who, which is very much just a movie set. Um, he finds this fortress-like house, and there's an owner, Count Zaroff, who's supposed to be Russian, but has an American accent. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's very welcoming. He's like, dude, come on in, but, you know, more old-fashioned, so, sir, come on in. Um, so, apart from his manservant, whose name is Ivan... Um, there are only uh, two other people that have survived their shipwreck or that appear to have survived the shipwreck. There's the beautiful Eve Trowbridge and then her brother Martin. And, um, and Eve, first of all, stunning lady. Um, she has this like beautiful 1930s ball gown on. I love it. And so <laughs> it's very, it has like spaghetti straps and she's very slender and it just like works on her. And she's just gotten out of a shipwreck and looks fabulous. Her hair is perfectly shaped. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I mean, was there a ball on the boat? Uh, it was a time period, though. You know, it's, kind of, it. it's more the time period where she's like, oh, <laughs> I just have this day dress, you know, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway, uh, the other survivors are missing. And they don't know why. They think, oh, well, maybe they all died. But no, it's because Count Zaroff, the Russian dude, is a trophy hunter. And he's like, dude, I'm getting real bored of all of these animals because they're not that great of prey. They're stupid. Do you know what's really smart? People. And so he basically has people, he arranges for shipwrecks to happen so that he can get a bunch of people onto his island, his private island, and then he can hunt them down in a grisly, what they call outdoor tress game. So... Fuck that dude. Yeah, so Martin, the brother, disappears uh, during the movie, and Bob and Eve are like, well, shit. And they... (laughs) Martin, where are you? (laughs) Um... And so he realizes that he and Eve are going to be the next pawns in the game. And this is a book. Um, So, like, it's based off of the book, which is of a similar concept, where it's like, hey, I'm stuck on this island, and now I'm being hunted. Um, But uh, it's the in the original book version, he the main character is going to hunt a jaguar. So... They go from being the hunters to the hunted, and that's why it's creepy. But the reason yes. that... So there's a little bit of a debate uh, on the 
thing about monsters, and I'm like, listen, he's very much a monster. But I get that he's not <laughs> he's not an animal monster, which is, I think, what Morgan was going for. But I don't watch animal monster movies because yeah. most likely the animal's going to die, and then I'm just in a week-long depression about this animal dying. Sure. So, and like, to be fair, uh, man is still in nature. I mean, we were born yeah. from the Earth. And man is still a predator. And yep. the scariest thing to me... Is rich. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest thing to me is rich white men, <laughs> specifically ones that have enough rich white men money to be trophy hunters. Well, and to, like the privilege and like, yeah. like, all, all the stuff that comes with this creepiness. Like honestly, yeah. yeah like you said this, and like, oh yeah, no, that fucking freaks me out. Yeah, like it's very much this sort of dude who's like, I have an island and enough money to tell people that. I'm just going to hunt them for sport. Ha 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 And, you know, like, it sounds awful. And he has this, like, um, that was weird. What? Jesus, I can hear doors opening in my ceiling. <laughs> but, um, but honestly, there's this sort of moment in the movie where he talks about, like, the time he has close calls and how thrilling it is. And so I think to a certain extent, there's, like, this disconnect with the character where he's like, oh, it was thrilling to be almost killed, all this adrenaline, like, um, moment, but he doesn't realize that it's horrible, you know? Or maybe he does but doesn't care. But either way, he's absolutely batshit, and it scares me. Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally... You're totally right. Like I, I, I it's a, it is terrifying. Yeah, and there's a reason that I get a little uncomfortable around trophy hunters. You know, just yeah. saying. Oh yeah, and see, eventually they get bored. And see, for some reason, that's just the part of me where it's like, it's a person. I can take a person. For some reason, I just don't feel like I can take nature. Oh, if you haven't really been out in nature and had a chance to like understand the rules of it, nature has had millions of years to evolve. They are the perfect creature. They're also be the things that last. Like, they're going to outlast us. Like, the movie The Happening, I know everyone rags on it for being a bad movie. Ooh, plants attack. I'm like, that shit is real, oh. and it is dangerous, and the plants will kill us all. They will. <laughs> and it's going to happen because, like, we can't, like, in an apocalypse time, we can't have, like, farms, we can't have meat, we're going to have to survive all plants, and then they're going to poison us. It's, it's all part of yes, the master plan. Because they, they do. When they start getting eaten by things, you know, they adapt so they don't get destroyed or they perfect their abilities to spread their seeds and pods and things that like that. That would have been a good one. Like, to choose. Nature is scary. We have to have a plant-based version of this. That'd be funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got a couple. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so other is there any any other particular reasons why man is scary? Uh, well, I'd say for the the like similar reasons that you find monkeys scary. Oh, <laughs> we use They're tools. Dexterous. There's oh. like there's like this whole thing for me about people you can't reason with. Um, yeah, yeah, like they disassociate. That's scary, and, and I mean you can't you can't talk sense into them. I, the, I will say that not not to get weird and preachy, so here comes a weird preachy moment, but one of the reasons that I stopped eating meat is the idea of being killed for my luscious, luscious meat body was uh, <laughs> was really upsetting to me. And so the, I, the concept of it just kind of really turned me off. And so, like, I go extreme when I don't like something, so, like, I get it. 
but I feel like if anybody else had said that, it would have been weird. But when you say it, I'm like, yeah, dude, that totally makes sense. They would have killed you. I will yeah. say, I'm not afraid of cows. <laughs> I'm not afraid of cows. Which is actually silly because people um, get stomped on by cows all the time. But see, I'm not afraid of them. cows, but I'm yeah, not. That's, true. that's why, I, like, I'm not afraid of sharks because I was around them. Like, it's it's the experience. You also accidentally kill plants all the time, so you think plants have it out for you. You got to be around plants. You you got to get used to the environment. <laughs> Touch a tree, Morgan. Touch a tree. Hug it. I Kiss it. walked it. past the tree. Well, okay, today. hold on, hold on, cat. We're gonna stop it right there. Okay. Kiss you know it. what? I am not touching <laughs> any nature for like the next week because I ran into something this weekend that that's why I was sick yesterday. Ninety-eight percent sure I was having an allergic reaction to something. I'm having really bad allergy lately. I think the ragweed's like really I odd right now. Was literally itchy all over. I was getting little rashes from scratching. Not my good. eyes itched. My head itched. Palms of my hands itched. Both and then I started coughing. So I was just like, fuck this. I took a Benadryl and slept from 8 until 1 in the afternoon yesterday. I'm actually hella jealous. So you go to work? No, I didn't well, go to work. Skelly's begging, at, well, I bet. Skelly's begging at the door to go to the bathroom. So can, can we start moving towards yes, the I, end? Yes, so yeah. we'll I have, I have two, one, one little thing to add. I'm sorry, Skelly, I love you. Okay, because you talked about you picked this uh, movie story or whatever. In my sophomore year, uh, we had to write like little short stories, whatever, like, typical English things. Well, I decided to write a different ending to this this uh, book book or short story or whatever. And all it, if you've read the story, you kind of know what it is. The main guy that's being hunted. So what I did um, as I started off, like a lot of the ending of that was like a hallucination uh, from being attacked, like hit in, in the jungle, and he got knocked out. He like dreamt all this, and then he woke up and he was like in the same fucking situation. And there's those little battles, whatever, like between nature and then trying to get away from the guy. He ends up going back to the, the mansion or whatever. And he went to the guy's trophy room and there's all like all his trophies on the wall, like, you know, heads and whatever. And the guy that's being chased is like at the window and he's about to like, it looks like he's about to step out. And the guy he's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're cornered. And he basically was like, you lose. Like, uh, sorry, that's like, who's talking? Um. The hunter talking to the hunty, going, what are you going to do? You you know, you can't go anywhere else, blah, blah, blah. The hunty looks him like dead in the eye, like no emotion. He's like, you lose. And then he falls out the window, killing himself. He does that because then the guy can't hunt him and now he's lost. So the guy, the hunter like goes mad in that room. Like he never leaves and all the trophies start like taunting him and like all the other stuff. I got me sent to the counselor Solid. <laughs> because it wasn't a happy ending, um, but it wasn't going to be happy. So I just wanted to throw that out because I it's like, it's a book about a man hunting other yeah, people. Well, How you know, I grew up in the Bible Belt. That if you, if you can imagine, God, I'm but I got, didn't ban it. I got sent to the, well, this teacher was really cool. So I don't know if she's the one who sent me, but I got sent to the counselor for, like, issues. Um, I thought it was really cool, like, a really twist. And the, and the guy, like, he loses, but he wins. And it's, like, you know, a different type of triumph. Issues, yeah. creativity, same thing. Yeah. Anyways, I just want to throw that out. I know you got to go. Yep. So, social medias. Oh, yeah. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just go- just Google search Possibly Haunted Podcast. We'll show up. So, <laughs> Somewhere. We've, we've had a lot of movie talk, a lot of nature talk. Uh, a lot of Morgan being freaked out, even just talking about that made my heart race. Um, <laughs> so, you know, listeners, let us shout out to us. Let us know what, and I say woman versus nature because we're all women here, except for Bentley. But you have no balls, so basically. Um, 
If you have any women versus nature predator movies you want to tell us that freaked you out and why, you know, please give us a shout out. Talk to us. We love hearing from you guys. And just always remember, listeners, that whether you are drowning in the ocean, getting eaten by sharks in the ocean, or getting hunted by some crazy ass rich white dude, you could still be possibly haunted. Fuck, man! How much of your goddamn furniture do you need to move in a day? <laughs> this goes on at all hours of the day. I was home all Keep day. Keep that yesterday. in. <laughs>